0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and you guys listening to episode 494. Guys, I am six episodes away from the big 500. Now, a lot of you people are probably going, what are you talking about? I just got on your YouTube channel. There's only been a few. What I did for years was I would just basically not work out jokes or, or talking by myself, but I would just do an audio podcast when podcasting was first, first came out when the fucking dinosaurs were out, whatever. And, um, I would just talk, talk into like an audio thing. And then I started, then the show started to get segments and then the show started to get guests. And then obviously pandemic happens. And now I've been doing this for, um, Probably a little less than a year around a year, where it's video and it's on the YouTube channel. I want to thank everybody for the subscriptions. Um, guys, please continue to rate and review the Verzi effect that way the show moves up. Right now, wherever you are, just get your phone and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I really appreciate it. Review the show. I um, want to thank last week's guest. Everybody had a lot of nice things to say about Brett Ernst. Check out Brett as Cousin Louie on um, Cobra Kai. We had a great time on 493. So fucking funny. Uh, the Stallone story, which you guys could see on my socials and everything like that. But rate, review, subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate it. Uh, something just happened to me that I want to get right into this. I never had this happen to me before. Um, my wife. Um, my wife said to me, are these lights, let me, my wife, there we go. These, uh, i got a little bit of a tan. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Um, my wife said to me, can you go get a water filter for our, for our water? And I was like, yeah, I'll go to the local hardware store. Not far from uh, where we live. This just happened. I never had this happen before. And uh, I don't know if I got bamboozled. Or fucked with, or if I did somebody a favor. But this literally just happened. I go into this hardware store. I ask, where's the water filter? Gentleman there says, go, go downstairs. Go downstairs, you get the water filter. And I go downstairs and down a long aisle, there's an old woman and she dropped something. And then as she dropped it, she's looking at me walking towards her and the item she dropped on the floor. And I'm walking towards her. And then as I get kind of close, now I'm like halfway there. I see that she dropped something that was holding two light bulbs in it. And she just looked at another guy to the right. And she goes, no, I'm going to wait. And I'm going, what is she doing? And then I finally get there and she points to the light bulbs. And she goes, can you pick that up for me? Now, me being the nice dickhead that I am. I'm like, oh, this is an old lady. She probably doesn't want to bend down or can't bend down. So I said, sure, no problem. So I pick up the two light bulbs. (laughs) I hand her the two light bulbs. She says, like, thank you in a very kind of, okay, like, like not a, oh, my God, thank you so much. Nothing like that. But just like, thank you. And then like kind of half smiled and then turned and started talking to the gentleman that worked there. And then I had to like look at her legs and like kind of look at her physical. I had to look at this bitch. I had to see if this chick was like, I had to look at her physical, you know, I didn't see any cane. I didn't see any casts. I didn't see anything that would restrain her from doing anything. Matter of fact, she almost had like yoga pants or like workout pants on with like kind of running shoes. And it doesn't dawn on me until after I go, I get the water filter, uh, you know, I'm driving home. I was asked my wife, hey, you want coffee? Sure. I'm getting coffee. I'm doing all that. And um, of course, the coffee was wrong. I said a little cream came out like a vanilla milkshake again. I'm convinced they just need to leave the creams. This is what they need to do. I'm going to get back to the fucking light bulb thing in a second. What they need to do in these places, and I get I get it because of COVID, what they need to do uh, after COVID is it just needs to be where you can put the cream in. That's it. Okay. Or post COVID just have little things of milk, little things of half and half, little things of almond milk, all set up, sealed, and let people do it themselves. Because apparently a drop, a dash, a little, people don't fucking get, apparently. Apparently, give me a drop of almond milk and that turns into a huge pour. They they, they still can't get it right to the point where I'm done being upset with it. It's not even unacceptable anymore. What's unacceptable is me expecting it to be okay. What's unacceptable is me thinking that these people are going to be competent enough to know what a fucking drop, a dash, a little, a fucking splash, you know. This is what I would do if I worked there, okay? If I worked there, it's very, very simple what I would do. When they said to me, I would like a large iced coffee with a little bit of almond milk, okay? Here's what I would do. I would look at them and I would say, okay, you tell me if this is enough. And I would start with very little. And I would say, would you like a little more? And then I would do it until they told me. And then I would cap it up and say, here's your fucking coffee, dickhead. Go on about your day. That's what I would do. But no, you trust people because you think they're uh, some fucking magical coffee person. That, that's the thing. When when somebody's behind the counter, you think that they know what they're doing. Like when you get in a car in a cab, it was like that Jerry Seinfeld bit. This guy, I don't care how crazy he drives. He's a professional. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to get to the airport the best way. Uh, why do we think like that with food and drinks? Okay. It's some fucking college person. It's some college kid who doesn't even want to fucking be there. They're making fucking $70. I mean, $7.15, you know, every day to, to pour coffee. They don't give a shit how I want my coffee. So anyway, I digress. I go and I'm driving and I'm going, why did that woman wait? She waited. Think about this. She waited for me to walk down an aisle. And again, maybe I'm fucking nuts. Maybe I'm nuts but she waited and, uh, I walked down the aisle and then I picked up the, uh, and I'm going, did she, did she wait because I was in like sweatpants and I looked like, you know, like I didn't look like, like, I don't know. Like now I'm going like, did she look at me? Like I was a fucking like lower than her. Now that's a psycho way of looking at it. Okay. That's the Tony Montana every time he saw his sister in Scarface thing. So I don't want to be that lunatic. Okay, like, did she think I was a fucking peasant to her? I'm not psycho like that, but it made me think like there was nothing. Was there nothing physically wrong with her? Now, granted, this whole thing could be a moot point. She's got a bad back or a lower back. She doesn't want to take a chance. She could have recently had a procedure. And maybe that's what I need to tell myself. She had a procedure. She just came from the chiropractor. She got adjusted and she doesn't want to take any chances bending down. She is older. So I'm going to leave it at that. But waiting for somebody that she doesn't know to walk. And she even looked at the guy going, I'm going to wait for him. And then I picked it up. What if I didn't come? What if the worker wasn't there and I wasn't there? Was she just going to go to the counter, leave that there and get another one? I Don't know. I I, I kind of don't think so. So um, I hate to start this uh, you know, assumptive or whatever, I don't know, accusatory, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, anyway, guys, welcome to the show, welcome to the Verzi effect. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you to the um old listeners and and watchers and, and to the new. Spread the word. We are doing great. The show is growing. Um, Just talked to my producer, the great Andrew Themless, and he was showing me some of the audio and video numbers and the Verzi effect is moving in the right direction. And that is because of you. So like I said, rate, review, subscribe, all the good stuff. Get the Verzi effect on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere that you get your podcasts. And uh, we're looking to get some uh, really cool guests in the future. But your boy, Paulie, is flying solo um, today. Guys, I don't want to talk too much sports on this one because me and uh, Bill Burr, my co-host uh, of the Anything Better podcast, will be talking about this as well. But I cannot come on the Verzi effect today after my New York Knicks won uh, 12 of their last uh, 13 games, uh, 13 of their last 16 games sole possession of the fourth seed in the east uh they have a mvp candidate in julius Randle. they have a resurgence of uh Derek rose of old the former mvp who's going nuts they have J- uh rj barrett who's killing i mean the new york knicks quickly all of these people all of this team buying in to a new coach, Coach Thibodeau, making him play defense. I've ranted and raved on this podcast about my Knicks. I even vowed to you people that I'm looking at and talking to right now that I would not rant and and be down and be depressed and scream about the Knicks on the show anymore. You guys can go back to many episodes where I lost my shit going, I'm done. I'm fucking done. I don't care. You people aren't going to hear me talk about this again. How bad does it have to get? How many Knicks are they going to kick out of the garden? They don't know who Patrick Ewing is, all of these things. And I lost my mind and I said I was done. But now it's time to rejoice. And here's why I could say that. Now, I know what you're saying. Paul, what if they get knocked out early in the playoffs? Doesn't matter. Top team on defense in the league. All the players have bought in. Free agents will want to come now. Uh, an MVP candidate who does not want to leave and is happy as can be. It is such a good first step in the right direction. I'm thrilled. Okay, I am thrilled. I am loving what I'm watching. Um. So, yeah, I just, I don't even know how to say how unbelievably happy and thrilled that I am with my New York Knicks. But I'm not going to lie. I am getting delusional. I'm sure everybody can agree to this. You know when you're watching something you like and then the delusion of, you know, oh, my God, what if they – like I literally said to myself, what if they knock out everybody in the playoffs, get to the finals, shock the world, and win a championship? And that's bad. That sets you up for failure because that's a fucking delusional, crazy thought. Um, What if they – now I don't know if these lights are too bright. I don't know. What if they, you know, you just say all these things. What if the, this becomes a dynasty? I mean, crazy shit. You know, you ever, you, you, we all do it with TV shows, right? Everybody listening to this has watched their series. Okay? Everybody's watched their series, whether it was Game of Thrones, whether it was Breaking Bad, The Sopranos. Um, you know, any kind of, you know, for me, like Narcos and stuff like that. And you watch the series and you enjoy it. And you're like, after the third episode, you're like, this might be the best show I've seen. That's what we all did, especially during the pandemic. This might be the best show I've ever, I mean, the acting, the story, this is like, I could just binge this. This is incredible. And then you set yourself up because let's be honest, eight or nine times out of 10, your favorite series, the ending is disappointing. The ending is just disappointing. Okay. Uh, some people will lie to themselves and say it was great. Okay. Um, from what I heard, I kind of I know it's gonna people are gonna think I'm crazy. I kind of stopped watching Game of Thrones. Um, but from what I heard, the ending was a disaster. You know, uh, they started leaving coffee cups and fucking waters on set. They, you know, it just I heard from people. Some people loved it and said, No, that's not true, Paul. It was great. I thought it was great. Fine, and that's great. But there's a lot of people upset with the Sopranos. You get yourself into these things where you set yourself up, what you should do. And listen, I'm a positive person. I think positive people are like that. Optimistic people are like that. Pessimistic people like I'm waiting for the other fucking shoe to drop. Um, I can't live like that, but it kind of does protect you. But that's just a negative shitty way to live. So I'm not going to do that. But when you're watching something and you like it and, and then all of a sudden you're like, this is going to be great and it's not, you get to. So what you need to do is go, I hope this keeps happening. I hope this isn't a fluke. I hope this keeps happening. Like there's got to be a middle ground of like, there's a line of like, not pessimistic, but not overly optimistic. You walk optimistic, you walk that line and you try to see, okay, is this going to be all right? That's what I'm trying to do with my Knicks. That's what I'm trying to do with anything that is, you know, positive. All the moves the Giants made in the draft. I'm like, okay, is this, is, hard? Right, is this, what does this mean? What does this mean? So um, I don't want to be delusional about it, but it is hard after your team has been bad for so long. See, that's the thing about the Knicks. Your team's bad for so long and now good things are happening. All right. Good things are happening. So, you know, you ever fight with whoever you're with? You fight, and it's shitty, and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. This is bad. We might break up. And then all of a sudden, guys are laying in bed, you know? She rolls over. She's in a good mood. Maybe you catch a handy, and all of a sudden, boom, guys are back on track. (laughs) You guys are back on track. Weird example. Uh, (laughs) Weird. Weird example, but uh, I don't think a hand job is really gonna get a relationship back on <laughs> back on track. Um, I had such a great, such a great time celebrating my little girl, my daughter Sophia's birthday. We had, uh, I think, seven little girls come here for a party. Um, we also had family and friends and stuff. But then at the end of the night, we had seven little girls here sleep over. Uh, they watched a movie at night. There was popcorn. There was candy. There were sleeping bags all over our downstairs TV room. They're watching movies. And, um, you know, seven little girls that are nine years old, eight and nine year olds, you know, girls. You don't know what's going to happen. And we're hearing some of the funniest conversations. Dude, some of these little girls, when you listen to the thing, I heard one little girl say, and I was laughing my ass off. One little girl was like, yeah, my grandma said, what did she say? Dude, I just heard voices. I didn't know who it was. I just heard these little girls talking. And it is some of the funniest shit that you're going to hear. Like one little girl said, one little girl said, my grandma said, you can't, you shouldn't fart on a date because if you fart on a date, then the man's not going to like you anymore. Um, and they're just like so open and honest. They're also like really mature. They're like much more mature than boys. Because when, when you know, if my son has a bunch of friends over, it's just, you just hear conversations of like, they only talk about what they know now. So, But no, LeBron is probably better than Michael Jordan like they never saw Michael Jordan really play and they'll they'll just talk and then they just laugh and whatever and then it goes quiet girls are like there's whispers there's talks there's things like there it's just deeper and we were like oh man we got a bunch of girls here someone's gonna cry someone's gonna feel left out what's gonna happen it was like fingers crossed when all the adults left the party they're going Good luck with this, guys. Um, kind of uh, my mother-in-law was here. My mother-in-law goes, uh, not going to lie. I'm c- kind of glad I'm leaving, <laughs> which is really funny because it's like, yeah, there's a storm coming and I got to be honest, we did it. We did it. Seven little girls. There was no crying. We got no calls from parents. Nobody felt left out. Nobody was upset. Um, my daughter said the next day in school or whatever, the, the, the following Monday in school, they were talking how great the party was made me and my wife look good. Uh, so it worked out and I'm trying to hold on to my, my kids wanting to be home and around us. I really am. I know why parents were like, I just want them to, if they're going to drink, they're going to drink at our house. I kind of get that. I don't like the parents that are like, listen, they're going to smoke weed out there. I'd rather smoke weed with my kid. That's like some bullshit fucking drug addict parent who's trying to get high and and not worry about their kids and act like they're a good parent. I'm not talking about that. okay? I'll be honest with you. If you smoke weed with your children at any age, I think you're a shitty parent. Okay, I don't give a fuck if well, it's legal now. Fine. But getting a high with the person that you produced, uh, is just a shitty fucking feeling to me. I, for me, it would be, I wouldn't. Now, if I sit down with my kid, my daughter, my son, and we have a beer and they're of age and we're talking and having a good time, a couple of beers and maybe a buzz and a nice conversation. That's great. Getting high. The last thing you want to do is be talking to your kid. And he's just like, you know, <laughs> just sit there all fucked up. There's something shitty about that. I think but I do understand the people that want their kids to be home and they want to, you know, have them have a party at the house or why don't you guys go to our backyard and make a fire. And if you're going to have some beers, do that. We'll make sure everybody's okay. Nobody's going to drive. If people need rides home, we'll take care of that. Um, I get that. I get that. I would much rather have that than knowing that my, children are in some club or some, you know, rowdy bar where things could go bad. Like I'm not, listen, I lived much different than my kids. Okay. Uh, I did things. I was in bars at 16 years old drinking. Uh, I was experimenting with, with shit younger. Um, I did some really stupid shit. You know, we did stupid, stupid shit that I'm not proud of, you know, um, And, and I've talked about it before, man. I, I, you know, I've, I've done some things that were, were really like devastating, would be devastating to me if my children did. So I'm trying to protect them of that, but also let them have that experience if that makes sense. And I know you can't always do it. I know sometimes it's things are out of your control and you need to hope that your children make the right decision. But I have seen enough to know that there are shitty parents there are shitty parents out there that uh think they're doing the right thing and they're not. I mean, let's be honest. If you <laughs> let's be honest, let's if you're taking bong hits, if you're taking fucking bong hits and smoking a blunt with your just of age children, you're kind of a shitty parent. <laughs> you know? Uh like, honestly, if you did a keg stand with your kid, that's kind of different. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think it's different. Like, oh, my dad's going to do a keg stand and people are cheering. And fuck, you know, you're going just, it's beer. It's beer. You can't do the other shit. You know, <laughs> you can't You can't do the other shit, man. It's stupid shit. sniffing markers and fucking white out. And, uh. I remember this one story, man, my friend, one of my best friends in high school, Kevin, we were in English class and uh, I went up and like everybody was writing an essay and there was like one whiteout on the uh, desk and you walk up and got it when you needed it. I remember somebody brought it back up there. I went up, (laughs) I opened it and I was just like. And I just took a sniff of it just to, you know, like a dick. I'm in high school. I'm in 10th, 11th grade and nobody sees. And then I look over at my buddy, Kevin, is just hysterical laughing. And he's just going, what's wrong with you? He goes, he just, he did an imitation of me, looking both ways, doing that. Um, We would do stupid shit in high school. Me and another buddy would go at the beginning of class or in between classes, run out to the parking lot, slug a Molson ice. And then just go into class, and it was just a dumb. I don't even know why, because like it's what are you going to be buzzed for forty five minutes before school's over? It's just as stupid as shit. So I'm trying to protect my kids from that, you know. And it's hard because um, now with YouTube and TikTok, uh, there's a lot of things that they're seeing that it's it's hard to combat. Right? It's hard to to, to what do you do? So. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to be the best parent I could be, but also be uh, realistic and, uh, you know, not delusional. You know, you got you gotta, uh, to you uh, got to to figure it out. As far as unacceptables for the week, I, I was going to do the woman making me pick up the light bulbs um, you know, can you pick that up? Pick that up is the name of this podcast. Okay. Uh, the Verzi effect episode of 494. pick that up. I was going to say it's unacceptable, but if there really is something wrong with her and it's an old woman, there's a chance I could be wrong and look like a dick. So I don't want to do that. So, um, my unacceptable for the week will not be the coffee either because I, I it, that's on me. It's unacceptable for me to think that it's going to be um, any different. Okay. Um, I'll tell you guys one thing and I I can't say if this is unacceptable or not, but, um, I went to the doctor. I'm having problems with my, my wrist, my right wrist. Okay. It's just been a, a, a fucking, you know, it's been rough. It's been rough and I didn't know if it was broken. I didn't know if I, a ligament, but like, I just, there's certain things I just can't do with my right hand right now. So I got a shot months ago. He put the shot in and, you know, I was like, oh, you know, it's, it helped me a little bit. And then all of a sudden it came back and I'm burning pain, waking up in the middle of the night in agony from my wrist. And I'm going, something's wrong here. So I call back. I was like, can I come back in? They were like, yeah, this time he wanted to take pictures, take x-rays, takes x-rays, the bones fine. He said, it's like tendonitis, ligaments, and, and all kinds of shit in here. I need to either put it on a splint or like, you know, just take anti-inflammatory stuff, watch it. Also holding a phone and all that shit doesn't help. So he's like, I need to give you another injection. And do this dude gave me an injection right here. Okay. Can I? Yeah. Right here. And it was filled with like, whatever, like just white liquid. And he puts it in, and he just leaves it there. And I'm—I saw stars. I'm crying. I'm like, oh my god. And he's looking at me, and I'm just going like, oh dude. And he's moving it around though, like while it's like while this big needle is stuck in a tendon, or he's moving it around. And I'm and he squeezes it, and I feel the thing go in, I think it's over. And there's three quarters of the fluid left in this, and he just keeps going, and he just keeps going. He's talking to me. He's going, so how's the comedy business, man? Are you guys back out there? And I'm going, dude, just I I'll I'll stick this in your neck, dude. Just fucking just finish this. And he's still going, and it's still going, it's still going. And then there's like a little like ball or bubble of where all the 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 medicine is. And then I guess over two days it just like spreads out and makes you better. And now it's like I'm almost there. I'm almost like better. Dude, that was such pain. And I'm going, is that unacceptable or do you have to do it slow? Apparently, you have to do it slow. It's a good, reputable doctor. Tomorrow, I'm going for another MRI. It sucks. Going to doctors and going to all this shit, it absolutely sucks. And the older you get, this shit is happening to me, man. It's happening to me. And um, it's brutal. It's, It's brutal. So if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s, Um, or, or, you know, mid to low thirties, you're okay. Once you get above mid thirties shit happens and, uh, just make sure you or, or whoever you're with has medical insurance. Okay. So, but I don't know if that's an unacceptable. So I don't really know if I have an unacceptable this week because nothing really unacceptable has happened. Um, you know, because it's like, I don't know if it is unacceptable. Like the the bulbs, the guy doing what he did in my arm. Maybe he put more medicine this time to do something. I can't question a doctor. I can't question some old woman. I'll tell you guys a funny story. I was thinking of Nick DiPaolo. There's a story about Nick DiPaolo where uh he apparently like he was in an elevator and somebody goes can you just hit like number eight for me and he goes what do i work for you no and i thought of him as she said could you pick that up for me i just pictured nick going like no pick it up yourself i can't do that to an old lady i can't do that to an old lady i can't be like no um so yeah i don't know what else i don't know what to tell you Oh, actually, actually, I did think of one uh, unacceptable, and this is real, okay? This is a real thing that's going on because I have young children that are involved in sports, and the level of seriousness that some of these coaches and even the children's families take It's unacceptable. And I'm not even joking around. Okay. There's coaches out there taking shit so seriously. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, Caleb throws real fast. And and, then, you know, Caleb's, uh, you know, man, you know, it's, it's you don't want to face that. It's like Caleb's fat. Okay. Caleb is fat. You're five, six and fat and out of shape. And I see his fat mother sitting in the stands. He's doing nothing. Okay. Caleb's going to be fucking making sandwiches at Jersey Mike's in seven years. Okay. He's going nowhere. Be happy. He's out here being active and didn't blow out like you, you fat piece of shit. How about that? I'm so tired of these parents that are sitting there acting like a little league game is like, I'll tell you what, you know, maybe, maybe go to college. It's like, listen. My son is good at some sports. My daughter's some good good at some sports, and maybe they develop. But like to sit there and like take it seriously like that. Some of these coaches like get in the box. Come on, hustle! Or so it's like, dude, are you out of your mind? It's like, what are you talking about? Even these mothers, these mothers who it's not just the, it's not just the coaches who are nuts. Some of these mothers are like, come on, you know, you gotta get that ball, and it's like, what? Look at you. What are you doing? You add a shape mess? So yeah, I mean that that's unacceptable. That's fucking unacceptable. Parents that think they're fat little shitty kid or 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 their you know these kids run. some of these kids run like they got a load of shit in their pants and they get a base hit and their parents are cheering like they're at Yankee Stadium. It's a joke. Unacceptable. There you go. There's your unacceptable. I'm tired of bringing my son and daughter to a game or something and, and, and watching some guy, okay, that sells fucking insurance for a living, walk around and start acting like he knows something about a sport, okay? It It's ridiculous. Oh, it feels good to say. Because, and listen, I know some people listen to this. Some people maybe that, you know, that know my family, I don't know. The podcast is out there. People listen to this. I don't care if you're one of the parents I'm talking about. Get your shit together. Okay, bring a snack. Bring a folding chair. Realize we're all fucking going to get out of there in two and a half hours. Hopefully enjoy the day. Stop acting as if something's going to happen. Your kid is probably most likely, hopefully not. I wish everybody the best, but like half the kids out there are going to get normal jobs and be fucking normal, average people. You, you know it's not that big of a deal it's not it's not a reflection of you okay because you clearly didn't do shit. uh i'm not gonna lie guys i needed to get that out because i'm taking my kids to these games and it's just it's just nuts it's nuts well, i took my daughter to a flag football clinic And this guy and his daughter were walking in front of us. And the guy like purposely leaned back to me and he goes, yeah, well, when I was coaching football and I wanted to go, dude, your daughter is nine years old and you are fat, out of shape, middle-aged, dude, just stop it. Just keep walking, okay? Keep walking. (laughs) Because listen, I was athletic and this guy's talking challenge. Be like, dude, I would race you right now and you would keel over and throw up. In front of your beautiful fucking eight or nine year old angel, shut up, Fatso. Keep walking. Nobody cares where you coached. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, this has been <laughs> this has been the versey Effect episode 494. Uh, I will have some guests coming up. Got a big announcement on uh, the 500th episode. Uh, if you want to see me live, guys, please come out to the shows. Tampa Bay, Florida. I will be at Side Splitters, May 20th through the 23rd. And I'm bringing Joe B. That's right, my boy Joe Bartnick. One of the four horsemen is coming with me. Joe Bartnick will be featuring for me. Uh, it's going to be such a great time. We're going to tell jokes. We're going to smoke some cigars. It's going to be great. Tampa Bay, Side Splitters, check me out, May 22 to 23rd. Austin, Texas, thank you guys for buying tickets. People are already buying tickets for June 11th and 12th. I'll be at the Vulcan Gas Company. That's right. One show each night, 7.30 Friday, 7.30 Saturday. People are buying tickets. Get tickets to that. And I will be in Salt Lake City at Wise Guys. June 25th and 26th. One of my favorite clubs in the country, favorite places to work. Uh, check out that, get all of those tickets on paulverzi.com. You could go to the, the website of the clubs. Um, so check that out. That is Tampa Bay side splitters, May 22 to the 23rd Vulcan gas company, Austin, Texas, June 11 and 12 and wise guys, comedy club, salt Lake city, Utah, June 25th and 26th. Please Go get the show on iTunes, Spotify. Check out and subscribe to anything better. Um, and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, guys. Uh, this has been episode 494, Verzi Effect. Until next week, I'm out of here. Love you guys. Verzi Effect fans are the best. Talk to you soon.